0: Hello and welcome to Dangerous Assignment from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell.
1: Danger is my assignment. I get sent to a lot of places I can't even pronounce. They all spell the same thing, though. Trouble. But when I walk into the commissioner's office, I don't realize that this assignment's going to wind up with me trying to preserve my life with a can of embalming fluid. Well, here he is, Commissioner. Good. Morning, Steve. Commissioner. I suppose I pulled you right out of a big deal, as usual. No, it was all very innocent this time. Matter of fact, I was walking a baby in the park. What? Honest. Yeah, some baby. And that's what I thought. I'll have your plane ticket at my desk when you're ready, Steve. Thanks, Rose. Well, where to this time, Commissioner? Your plane leaves for Latin America in one hour. Latin America? Good. I can polish up my rumba.
0: That's a good idea. You'll probably need it when the bullets start
1: coming your way. You always make things sound so dandy. Okay, what's the deal? Steve, you know a man named Slaga? I don't know him, but I sure know the name. Foreign agent, isn't he? Yes,
0: he's tough and tricky. What about him? He wants to give himself up to us. Are you kidding? No, apparently he double-crossed the boys he's working for, and now they're out to kill him. Look. Since when have I been playing bodyguard to foreign agents? Steve, we stand to gain a great deal out of this situation. How so? We've been after Slager for a long time. As you know, he used to operate here in the States. We managed to pin a minor charge on him that meant a two-year jail sentence. But he flew the coup on us. Now he's willing to come back here and serve his sentence. And more important, he's willing to give us complete information on the Latin American organization of the outfit he's been working for. Sure, I see his point. That way
1: he gets protection from the boys who are trying to kill him. Right. All you have to do is get him out and bring him
0: back here. Get him out of where? Uh, take a look at this map of Latin America. See that? this country here? Oh, that's where he's hiding? Yes, in the capital of that country. Oh, so all I have to do is get him out of there, huh? Yes, they're a dictator who doesn't seem to like us much.
1: And that makes it tough on you. You'll be bucking the local law. To say nothing of the outfit that's trying to kill him. Lucky Mitchell, right in the middle again. Slager's gotten word to us that he'll meet you at the Rio Gordo Bridge outside the Capitol tomorrow night at midnight. Just a minute, Commissioner. After I meet Slager, how am I supposed to get him out of there? Do I carry him piggyback, stuff him in a suitcase, or what?
0: Your plane will get you to the Capitol City tomorrow afternoon. At 8 uh, tomorrow night, be in the Juarez Bar. You'll be contacted there by a man who can make arrangements for a small plane. Now, Steve, it's vital that we get the information is willing to give us. Get down there, contact him, and get him out of the country. Yeah, that's it. You've got your assignment? Good luck. The National Broadcasting Company is presenting Dangerous Assignment... starring Brian Dunleavy in the role of Steve Mitchell... colorful, two-fisted government agent. At all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand... There you will find Steve Mitchell on another dangerous assignment.
1: Sure, I've got my assignment. Meet a guy named Slager in a slightly unfriendly country, then get him out of there before he gets killed. I've got a strong hunch that the same guys who are after him will be tossing more than bouquets in my direction, too. It's Wednesday afternoon when the plan leads in Latin America, and... Already I've got a reception committee of one waiting for me at the airport. Senor
0: Mitchell. Hmm?
2: Mr.
1: Holt. Oh are you? I'm Lieutenant Eduardo Escobar of the military. Oh, well, I guess I don't have to introduce myself. You seem to have me pegged already. Indeed I have, Senor Mitchell. You don't sound like you're here to extend me the key to the city.
2: No, but I am here to extend what you may call an official greeting. What is it? It is known why you came to this country. Is it? You're after a dangerous and subversive agent named Slaga, who's rumored
1: to be hiding in or near the city. Is this not true? Well, you seem to be doing most of the talking, Escobar. Why don't uh, we keep it that way, huh? I see.
2: In that case, although we do not see fit to forbid your presence here...
1: Gee, thanks. I warn you, stay out of my way in this matter. Just a minute. Does that warning come from your government or from you personally? That is not for you to
2: ask. To me has been granted the high honor of tracking Slaga down. I
1: see. It'd be quite a feather in your cap, I suppose.
2: I am not thinking of personal glory,
1: but of the welfare of my government. Oh, sure, sure. Well, Escobar, looks like we're both hunting the same pigeon, but with one important difference. And what is that? I gather you don't much care whether you take Slaga dead or alive. I would prefer him dead. That's what I thought. What does that get you, a headline or maybe a promotion, huh? You're being impertinent. Sorry, but you see, I want Slaga alive. He's got information that would benefit all of us, and I want to get that information out of him. Senor Mitchell, I am not here to discuss this with you. I am here to... Here to warn me to keep out of your way. Okay, Escobar, so you've warned me. Now, if you'll excuse me, well, I... Where are you going? Look, what is this information, please? I'm going to a hotel if it's okay with you. And then what? Well, I tell you. That's for you to figure out. Let me
2: assure you you will regret your attitude, Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you around, Escobar. Indeed you will, Mitchell. Frequently. Uh,
3: this
1: is your room, Senor, the best in a hotel. Brother, I wonder what the worst looks like. Huh? <laughs> I can show you that. It's just down the hall. It's lousy. Never mind. See. Si. I didn't realize it gets this cold down here. You got any heat in this room? Si, sí, si, sí, a gas hit it. I was just about to light it. Yeah. yeah. There. Now, will there be anything else? Huh? Yeah. Where's the Juarez bar? Oh, two blocks down the street. Okay, I've got to be there at 8 tonight, so... Give me a call about 7.30. I'm going to get a little shut-eye in the meantime. Shut-eye? Uh, siesta. Oh, oh you mean suck time, huh? <laughs> yeah, I see you've spent a little time in the States.
2: Oh, nada, senor. No, no, no.
1: But my brother up there, he write to me letters. He has made me a... How do you call it? Hep. happy. Hey, sweet dreams, senor. It's just about dark when I stretch out on the rickety bed. I check over the timetable for the evening, and my mind... At eight, go to the Juarez bar and be contacted by somebody... who'll tell me how to get Slaga out of here. Then, at midnight, meet Slaga at the Rio Gordo bridge outside of the city and in between try to keep Lieutenant Escobar out of my hair to say nothing of the outfit slog I used to work for. Sounds like a nice peaceful evening. Ah, fine, I doze off. I don't know how long I've been asleep when a sound registers. A window. A sudden warning flashes across my brain. I try to snap away, but I have a hard time coming out of it. I get my eyes open, but the room's swimming in front of them, and my chest hurts. Then it registers gas. The whole room is full of gas. A sudden whip of fresh air hits me, and my eyes clear for a second. The window. There's a guy in the window with a knife. I managed to roll off the bed just in time. The knife comes into the headboard. I staggered to the window, but the guy is gone. At this point, I don't care much. I'm more interested in filling my lungs with fresh air. My head starts clearing. I turn off the gas heater and head for the door. And there, standing in the hall, is the bellboy. Senor, senor, what's the matter? You come back to see whether you've done a good job on me? I heard a noise. I... That's gas. Your room is full of gas. Yeah, don't tell me that surprises you.
2: Eh, no, no, caray, does not surprise me at all. What? These heaters, you can never
1: depend on them. Oh, so your story is it was just an accident, huh?
0: Huh? Eh? What do you mean, senor?
1: You said you were a pretty hep kid. Yeah, maybe you're more hep than I realized at the time. I do not understand you. You saw me light the heater. You knew I was going to take a nap. You could have sneaked back into the room and blown out the flame. Well, senor, I have not been near your room. This gas pipe, they're all clogged up. This happens a lot,
2: that the flame goes out. We lose more guests that way.
1: Okay, so that's your story, and I suppose it's very hard to prove anything different. (laughs) Indeed it would be, senor. Uh, Of course, there's always the possibility that somebody entered your room. I I wouldn't know about that. Okay, for the time being, we'll leave it that way. Maybe you're telling the truth, maybe you're lying. Sooner or later, I'll find out which. Si, senor, si, si. I'm quite certain that you will. I head to the Juarez bar thinking about the deal on the way I never thought I'd be glad to see the day when two different outfits are trying to kill me But I am now One outfit tries to gas me and my life is saved Because the other outfit sends a guy to open my window and throw a knife at me Safety in numbers yet Well, the bar is pretty deserted when I get there. A fat little gent is wandering around, picking away at his guitar. I don't have any idea who's supposed to contact me, so I sit at the corner table, and pretty soon, a girl sidles over to my table, and she could be the contact. Hello. Hi.
2: I could be down. Sure. You are an American?
1: Yeah. That means something to you? Si. You've been waiting for me to come in?
2: Si. All evening.
1: Good. You got a message for me? See si. What is it?
2: I am nice girl. Yes. You are rich American. So I think you buy police a few drinks.
1: Oh, great. Wrong party. Hmm? I think we've been talking about two different things. Look, maybe you'd just better run along. Okay. It is your loss,
2: not mine.
1: Yeah, I don't doubt it.
2: Well, good evening, Senor Mitchell. Ah,
1: Lieutenant Escobar. What are you doing here? I was about to ask you the same question, senor. Me? I just dropped in for a drink. Very well.
2: I hope you will enjoy your drink. Because I intend to make certain that it is the only reason you came in here. What do you mean? You see the table in the center of the room? What about it? It's vacant. It will not be vacant for long. Because I intend to sit there, senor Mitchell, with my eyes on you. And that way I am quite certain you will not be
1: meeting anyone here. Well, suit yourself, Escobar. Now, isn't that just dandy? Ah, good evening, senor. Huh?
2: Would you like for me to play a little song, especially for you and my guitar? Right? No,
1: thanks.
2: But I play good. No. Come on, for one piece, so I play anything you want to hear. Something to bring romance into your big heart. A tear into your eyes. Ah, oh, some other time. Oh, but just listen to a sample of my playing. Look, will you beat it? Okay, I beat it right to the bar.
1: Pretty good, huh? Hey. You knocked my drink over into my lap.
2: Are you enjoying your drink now, Mr.?
1: would drop dead, will you?
2: Oh, Senor, I am so sorry. I was carried away by my
1: plate. You sure were, Buster. Here,
2: let me help to dry you in my handkerchief. But just let me alone, will you? Uh, but they're the pocket, Senor. Huh? Here, let me dry you. Take it. your hands. Oh. There. Now everything
1: is all right, Senor. Yeah. Everything's fine all of a sudden. I'll see you later. I slip out of the bar in a hurry, and what's made everything fine all of a sudden is that the little guitar player slipped a piece of paper into my pocket while he was drying me off. I get down the street, stop under a streetlight, and take a quick look at it. It's a map of a cow pasture outside the city where a small plane will be waiting for me tomorrow. Good. Then I see Escobar come out of the bar. So I duck into an alley and take a few assorted side streets out of the city to the Rio Gordo Bridge. Saga is due there at midnight. I get there five minutes before and spot the meeting place, a clump of bushes underneath the bridge. I wait there a couple of minutes, then I hear a rustle. I step out. But just in time, I see the glint of moonlight along a gun barrel and I dive back...
0: Sunday afternoon means mystery and action with the chimes over most of these NBC stations. Mike Waring, better known as the Falcon, brings his suave and romantic touch to a perilous mystery each Sunday, followed by the widely acclaimed dramatic series High Adventure. Then the big guy steps in. The big guy who likes to tell stories of mystery and intrigue, only the big guy's stories are not make-believe. And then a new kind of private eye, Charlie Wilde, concludes your Sunday mystery lineup with a few casual homicides. Now back to Dangerous Assignment and Steve Mitchell The shots keep whistling over my head
1: so I know the guy can't see me I inch backwards up the slope and start circling pretty soon I spot the sniper hurrying up the slope too I wait until he's about four feet away and then I jump him Ah! A girl Okay, drop that gun, sister. No, I... I said drop it. No.
3: I... That's better. Uh, who are you?
1: The guy you were just shooting at, lady.
3: Oh, no. Oh, yes. But but I thought that was Slaga. What? So he's gotten away from me again. Wait
1: a minute. What's this about Slaga?
3: I thought you were Is he? I want to kill.
1: Brother, you too, huh?
3: Oh, what do you mean? You also wish to kill Slaga?
1: No, but right now it looks like I'm the only guy who doesn't. Escobar, the outfit Slaga used to work for, and now you. What's your beef with him? And incidentally, who are you?
3: Maria Peralta. I used to think I was in love with Slaga until I found out what kind of man he was. Then I stopped seeing him. I met a good man. and married him. But when Slaga found himself trapped in this city, he came to me for help.
1: I see. And you refused?
3: I see, of course. Then Slaga started hitting me, my husband, he came in just then and tried to stop him. Slaga killed my husband. I see. Tonight I followed him here to the bridge. Then I lost him. When you step out of those bushes, I thought you were Slogger.
1: Well, it's a sense if was around here. He's not now. Those shots probably scared him away. And speaking of shots, Maria... I oh,
3: see. I know, I know. When I think, I almost kill you. Oh, senor, you can forgive me?
1: Yeah, well, I guess the only thing left for me to do is to head back to town and wait for some word from him.
3: Senor, I have spoiled some plan of yours?
1: You sure have, Maria.
3: Well, can I in some way make up for it? You got a car? See, parked on the road.
1: You can drive me back to the city. That'll make up for a lot. Because I'm not hankering to walk all that distance again.
3: See, uh, of course. I will be glad to drive you. You come. Huh? There is the building where I am stop up ahead, Senor Mitchell. However, I can drop you anywhere you like.
1: No, that's okay, Maria. I'll get out here. Hey, this looks like a mortuary.
3: Uh, the body of my husband is here.
1: Oh.
3: I must make the final arrangements. You see, in the morning, I take his body back to the little town where he was born. He will be buried in the family graveyard. I see. Senor Mitchell, I am afraid. What of? Slaga, he probably knows I tried to kill him. I'm afraid he may come after me.
1: Well, I doubt it. Slaga probably realizes he's pretty hot by this time. The only person he'll be coming after is me, so if you'll just go back home and lock yourself in, I'll probably have him on ice by morning.
3: But if you should not... Senor Mitchell, I, I know I have no right to ask your protection almost after shooting you, but if you could meet me here at the mortuary tomorrow morning and then stay with me until I leave with my husband's body, I, I would feel ever so much safer. Come
1: to think of it, that's not a bad idea. If Flogger does decide to come after you, that would be his last chance, wouldn't it?
3: Ah, see. Si. Once the mortician drive me and the coffin to the railroad depot, I- I'm sure I'll be safe.
1: Hmm. What time are you do here in the morning? At eight. Okay. If I haven't grabbed Slaga by then, it's possible that he may turn up here at the mortuary in the morning. If he does, I'll be here waiting for him. Okay, okay. Yeah? Mitchell? Yeah, who's this? Schlager. Schlager? Hey, why didn't you show up at the bridge at midnight? We heard shots. Yeah, that's what I figured. Where are you? I'm safe for the time being, but these interests I used to work for, they are closing in on me. I don't doubt it. Mitchell, listen to me. You must hide me, protect me, get me out of the country. Look, Schlager, that's why I'm here. I've got a plane waiting for us in a cow pasture, but before I can protect you or get you out of here, I've got to get with you.
2: Very well. It is 3 a.m. in one hour. Be on the Santo Tomas Highway outside the city. Exactly one mile past the bridge. Park your car there and wait and uh, come alone.
1: I slip five pesos to a sleepy cab driver outside the hotel and he lets me borrow his cab. I head out Santo Tomas Highway and arrive at the rendezvous spot 20 minutes early, which is just the way I want it. I climb out of the cab and into the bushes and then I wait. Five minutes later, the car comes poking along the road and stops. A man gets out and pokes a flashlight into my car. At first, I think it's Slaga, and I start out of the bushes. Then I see it's Lieutenant Escobar. This is just great a fat chance I've got of contacting Slaga with Escobar hanging around. Suddenly, another car rounds the bend and comes down the highway fast. Then I get it. This whole deal is a trap. Escobar! Get down! Quick! What are you? I said get down. Mitchell, what is the meaning of this? Get out of the car. Get down. Let car that car. Yeah, bristling with machine guns. If I hadn't made with a flying tackle, you'd be looking like a Swiss cheese right now. Oh, indeed. And how do I know that this whole thing was not arranged by you? Oh, sure, sure. (laughs) I arrange an ambush and then I run out into the firing line to grab you. Look, Escobar, this is the third time I've been shot at in 11 hours. I'm in no mood. You have
2: only yourself to blame, Mitchell. What do you mean? I warned you to remain out of this affair. Next time, perhaps you will heed my warning.
1: I'll tell you one thing you can count on, Escobar. Next time, I'll stay in the bushes and let you collect a few more holes in the head than you've already got. If that's possible. (laughs) I head back to my hotel. By now, I've just about headed. Not only is Escobar sticking to me like a mustard plaster, lousing up my chances of contacting Slaga, but the outfit Slagger Slaga used to work for is now thinking up quaint little traps to kill me, too. Obviously, they were the ones who rigged that fake rendezvous on the highway. I know now my only chance of contacting Slaga will be if he comes after Maria at the mortuary. She told me she'd be there at 8 in the morning, so I'm there 10 minutes early. The door is partly open. I walk in, but the joint is deserted. No mortician, no hearse, no coffin, and no Maria. I head for the back room. A whiff of embalming fluid almost knocks me down. There are cans of it spilled all over the floor. The whole room's torn apart. Then I hear a sound. It's coming from the closet. I unlock the door. Inside, there's a guy trussed up with rope and a strip of tape across his mouth.
2: Thank you. I, I heard you come in, but I was afraid you would not hear me pounding on the door. Who are you? The, the mortician's assistant. Here, let me get you
1: untied. <laughs> yes, please, <laughs> brother. That embalming fluid is killing me. <clears throat> Even in the closet here. What happened? I, I am not certain. I opened up a little earlier
2: than usual this morning, because we were expecting Senora Maria Peralta to come
1: at eight o'clock for the body of her husband. that unties your legs. Yes, brother. No wonder that fluid smells so strong in here. You've got some of it on your shoes. Go on with your story. Yes. A few minutes before eight, a man walked in with a
2: gun. He tied me up here in the closet. What happened after that? I know only what I could hear through the door. The mortician and the signore must have arrived at the same time. Apparently, this man with the gun was hiding behind the drapes. When he confronted the senora, I heard her scream, uh, Sla, uh, uh,
1: Sla something. Slaga? Yes, that's it, Slaga. Oh, great. Well, you're untied. Come on, let's get some windows open and air out the joint. Good. What else did you hear?
2: Well, there were the sounds of a fight. Furniture overturned and cans of embalming fluid spilled. Then Slaga must have gotten the upper hand again. He laughed and said a very strange thing. What do you mean? Something about a coffin being a very convenient place to travel. I see. Then he ordered the mortician and the senor into the hearse and told them to drive out to the Santa Tomas Highway. Apparently, his plan is to escape in that coffin. Sounds like a pretty neat plan, too. The whole deal. They left but a moment or two before you arrived. If you hurry, you may be able to overtake them. You know, I've
1: got a better idea. Hmm? What do you mean? I'm about to take some advice that was given to me earlier. Uh, I do not understand.
2: Lieutenant Escobar speaking.
1: Hello, Lieutenant. Who is this? Your old friend, Steve Mitchell. Mitchell,
2: where are you? I have been...
1: I mean... uh... Yeah, I know. You've been looking for me, as usual. Lieutenant, I'm about to give you that headline that you've been bucking for. What do you mean? I'm down at a mortuary. The assistant here tells me that Slaga is heading along the Santo Tomas Highway in a hearse.
2: I'll
1: throw up a roadblock. Wait a minute. What's the matter, Escobar? Don't you know a good break when you see one?
2: Why are you giving me this information,
1: Mitchell? You've told me several times to keep out of your way in this deal, haven't you?
2: So you have finally gotten smart.
1: Yeah. You hit it right on the head, Lieutenant. I've finally gotten smart. I'll see you around. But, uh, Mr. Mitchell, I, I do not understand. What don't you understand, Buster. Uh, As
2: soon as you gave your name over the phone just now, I recognized it. When Maria was here last night making the final arrangements about her husband's body, she mentioned meeting you. She said you were very anxious to get uh, to this uh, Slaga. That's right. Well,
1: then why aren't you chasing him right now? Why did you call the police? Escobar wants me to stay out of his way. And I also want him to stay out of mine. What? You happen to know anything about this guy, Slaga? Okay. How could I? I never saw him before this morning. And let me tell you a couple of things about him, and I think you'll see my point. You see, Slaga's a pretty sharp boy, sharper than I realized. I do not follow. It could go together, something like this. Slaga double-crosses the outfit he used to work for, so they're after him. He gets in touch with us, and he tells us he's willing to give us information and serve a prison sentence in the States if we'll come down here and fish him out. Oh, but what has all this to do with... Just let me finish. Yeah, that's... The deal that Slaga presents to us. And it sounds good, but this is where Slaga gets sharp, or thinks he does. He has no intention of coming back to the States with me. He's just playing both ends against the middle and using us to get himself out of the hole he's in here.
2: You mean that is why this Slaga is escaping in the coffin? I mean that's why Slaga isn't in that coffin. What? But
1: I do not understand. Don't you?
3: they are all chasing the hearse.
1: Maria, you fool. It doesn't matter, Slaga. I had you pegged right from the time I untied you. That's why I kept hanging around here. I figured your little partner would be doubling back to meet you. Oh, so you had me pegged. Then be sure you have this pegged. Yeah, yeah. I figured you were holding that gun on me in your pocket the whole time. Like a shoot. In a moment. It was a pretty neat deal, kids. Maria comes to me with a fake story about you killing her husband to set up this coffin gag. Then the story you give me this morning about Slaga driving away in the hearse... I'm supposed to fall for that and go chasing after the hearse... while you and Maria leave for parts unknown.
2: Quite right, quite right. But you were not
1: convinced, Mitchell. May I ask how you found me out? Sure, it wasn't too tough, Slaga. When I untied you, you told me that after you'd been put in the closet... you heard a fight in the other room with cans of embalming fluid being spilled. But there was some of the fluid on your shoes... probably got there when you were making the room look like there had been a fight.
2: I see, rather stupid of me, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. Yeah. Look, Slager, you're not quite as sharp as you figure in this deal. How do you mean? You can't get away with it. The outfit you used to work for is all out to kill you. So is Escobar. One of them will get you sooner or later. So? You paint a discouraging picture, Mitchell. What would you suggest as a solution? My offer still stands. I'll get you out of here and back to the States. <laughs> You'd be smart to take me up on it, Slaga. I've got a plane waiting in a cow pasture north of town. We can still make it.
2: Oh, don't misunderstand me, Mr. Mitchell. I intend to take you upon part of your bargain. What do you mean? The part about the airplane. You see, I intend to leave this country with your help. That's better. Only without you. Oh? Where exactly is that plane, Mitchell? Sorry. Very Well. I will count three. If you have not told me by then... Look, Slager. One.
1: You can't get away with it. That should
2: not concern you. You will be dead.
1: Two. Okay, okay. (laughs) That's much more sensible. Looks like I lose all the way around.
2: Someone has to. It could not very well be myself. Now, the location of that plane.
1: Ah, Here's a map telling you how to get there. Thank you, Mitchell. You have been most cooperative. (laughs) He and Maria take their eyes off me a second to look at the map. It's my one chance. There's an open can of embalming fluid on the table in front of me. I get one hand on it.
2: And now, Mitchell, I'm afraid you have outlived your usefulness. You can't shoot without eyes.
1: (coughs) The slug whistles past my ear. By the time Slag can get his eyes open again, I'm... Get back, Mitchell! I got a better idea. You get back. I I will... Take that gun, Maria. Let's have it. No! Now, sit down. You, you... Sit down.
3: No. What, what are you going to do?
1: This is what I came here for. I'm going to take Slogger back with me.
3: Oh, he will never go. He will never tell you anything.
1: No? You think he'd rather I turn him over to Lieutenant Escobar?
3: Oh, no. But no, you must not.
1: You see? That's just what Slogger's going to say when I put it up to him. And that's why he'll give me all the information I want. You know, some people sing for their supper. But just think how hard Slogger's going to sing for his life. Oh.
0: Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell, is written by Bob Reif and Adrian Jandot, with music composed and conducted by Basil Adlin, and is produced and directed by Bill Carr. This week, friends of Dangerous Assignment get a bonus in good listening, for Dangerous Assignment will be heard again Friday. That's day after tomorrow, Friday, September 29th, at 8.30 New York time, when Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell will embark on another... Dangerous Assignment. Dangerous Assignment came to you from Hollywood. Three chimes mean good times on NBC.